Greetings, Earth Dwellers, and welcome back to this week's episode of Connection to the Cosmic Gateway, the only earthbound portal to your spiritual wellness. Uh, we are your hosts. Uh, I'm Juniper Grace, joined with the lovely Deandra. And we're going to start this week's episode off with a question from one of our listeners. Uh, we thought this might be the best solution rather than stockpiling everyone's questions. Um, and that way we get your questions answered in a more timely manner. Uh, so this question is for you, Deandra. Can you please better explain what houses are in astrology? Because the person I was talking to thought it was like your actual house um, or like the house that your spirit is in, like your body. Um, so... And I know it's not that, but I didn't know how to properly explain what this is. No problem. So let's talk a bit about houses. So um, if you refer back to our astrology 101, houses represent the where mm. something happens in a chart and and the where something is being impacted. So let me give an example. Um, okay, there's different zodiac signs that have their own personalities, their own traits, their own associations. Um, and these zodiac signs are typically associated with a house. But where the zodiac sign is the flavor of the what's flavor, going on, it's the flavor, the it's, the pers- it's the spice, <laughs> it's the personality of what's going on. And um uh, the house is where it's happening Mm. so let's talk a bit about the moon because that's something that people are familiar with uh the moon uh that rules over that emotional side of you it's also related to the mind the mother and your imagination Mm. and where your thoughts and cycles flow okay so let's say um i have uh, let me let me give you an example that's easily relatable here. So I have maybe a Virgo in my moon sign. Mm. Now let's look at the traits of a Virgo. Very grounded. They're an earth sign. But they're also a little bit OCD perfectionist. Why'd you get closer to the mic on that one? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing when it's applied correctly. But what can happen then is when it, if the moon is representative of, of an emotion, for example, and that's a planet and you have the sign, you have Virgo mm-hmm. um, that's in there. All of a sudden you have somebody that gets really OCD mm. when it comes to emotions mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they try to pick apart everything. Um, so that's how you can see like a dichotomy between a sign and a planet like a moon. Now let's just say, okay... I have, and we're going to be talking about this today, so this is a good example. Uh, Let's say I have, for example, a sign like Taurus, very grounded, earthy sign again, Mm -hmm. and Taurus is that second house, and we're going to be getting into that second house. It's ruled by the second house, and it's also ruled by the planet Venus. The second house is very representative, and uh, like, it's very representative of sensual pleasures. Okay. So 
if you don't when a sign is in its own house and it's represented its own house there's usually a beautiful um way that that sign will work and flow but when you have something that is maybe a bit stronger mm-hmm. okay so a different sign that is sitting in a certain house so let's all talk about Deandra for a second here easiest example I have a stellium, which is three or more planets, in Scorpio in the seventh house. Seventh house rules relationships. That means that relationships have dominated my life in a very Scorpio-type way. (laughs) And if any of you know Scorpios, we can be deep, emotional, mysterious, and all of that is channeled in my chart into the seventh house, which is relationships, which Mm. means that those traits of Scorpio mm-hmm. are deeply impacting my relationships because the seventh right. house represents relationships. I love that for you. So that's the where. Okay. So that that sign is, you know, what are the traits? Where is it happening in your life? Okay. And that's how you can break down your planets, your houses, mm-hmm. your signs. So hopefully that answers your questions. I kind of gave yeah, exactly. a few examples. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And if you have another one or need more clarification, again, do feel like read out, reach out and ask. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Email, all that jazz. Um, so let's just jump right into the episode now, let's right? Let's do it. So today to your metaphysical toolbox, uh, we're going to continue down the journey of learning what the major arcana cards are uh, and their connecting or corresponding planet. Um, so we start now at card three, which is the Empress. Uh, what does it look like? Uh, a woman sits on a throne in the middle of this card filled with pillows. Uh, on her head is a crown with 12 stars representing the 12 zodiacs. Uh, she is dressed in, to me, what looks like strawberries, but apparently they're pomegranates. Um, I don't have the card to reference to show you, but yeah. Uh, so pomegranates, again, representing fertility, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of new beginningness. Uh, there's a pillow beside her with the symbol of Venus. So I'm sure you can figure out what planet we'll be connecting with. Uh, the forest behind her and the grass in front of her uh, is very tall, very abundant, um, very rich. It's very full looking. Uh, and through the trees, there is a river that flows uh, where a waterfall then pools at her feet. Um, and she holds a baton of sovereignty and i want you to keep that in mind Mm -hmm. because the emperor also holds something also related to sovereignty so just remember that for for later in this conversation so what is the meaning of this card so keywords are fertility family love creativity and comfort comfort with those pillows coming in um upright The Empress symbolizes creativity, love, and fertility, family, and victory. Uh, The Empress is a doer. She gets things done. She makes it happen. Everything in nature, all the laws of nature seem to just bend to her will, and it all just works in her favor. Uh, again, the pillow she sits on symbolizes comfort, that she she's never stressed about anything that... When she goes and does all these things, she's like, yeah, let's go do it. And, like, she's fine. She's supported. It doesn't... 
she's she's good with it all um she is a, a vision of wealth and abundance uh in comparison to the high priestess just because that's the only other female card we've tackled uh the high priestess was all about intuition about being wise with yourself um the empress is almost the action card of that taking all those ideas taking all those um intuition sparks and putting them into motion um the get up and go that's what she is she got this um reversed keywords are barren emptiness and lack so when you get this reverse it's almost like a feeling of you're putting so much effort into a project um whatever it has and whatever it may be and you almost feel like the result is minimal compared to the amount of energy you're putting in like you're not getting anything it's empty it's lacking you're not getting what you're receiving out of this project you're sorry you're not receiving what you're putting into this project that's the correct wording um one actions are adding to resistance to abundance um that is all around you in a personal reading and when i say personal reading i mean like love readings um fertility readings uh this could symbolize a reversed uh, empress could symbolize difficulties in contraception or childbirth uh you when you receive this upside down you, there's an attach a disattach a detachment 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 <laughs> uh from the mother earth archetype um and as we're going to learn from deandra this card is attached to the earth element right um so reversed that earth element is imbalanced um you're not grounded in your own energy you're kind of like all over the place which i feel like i am every day (laughs) (laughs) but that would bring us to talking about what planet she connects with and i think we've already hinted at that yes so like you said and you touched on a lot of great points that are actually tying in nicely with the astrological side and um let's talk a little bit about venus so even as a goddess you know like you mentioned representative beauty love art music poetry pleasure Mm. refinement yeah and this card is associated with the second house so that kind of refers back to the question we were talking about earlier on that we we were wondering about houses um Mm -hmm. this is the house that's associated with beauty fame marriage Um, Your wife, sexual matters, jewelries, anything that is that sensual, raw, feminine beauty and pleasure aesthetically um, that brings you to that. Um, I want to kind of refer to this. When we talk about the first house, the first house is all about that physical aspect of the body. Um, You know, what is what do we need to do to feel good about ourselves? And our first house is ruled by Aries, which we'll be talking about when uh, Juniper discusses the next card, which is the the partner card, the Emperor. Um, but in the second house here, it's all about how does the physical body manifest our earthly possessions? Okay, okay, and that's that 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 notation you made towards the Earth. So yeah. about you know, wealth, earthly possessions, immediate family, and how we grow up. 
Yeah. Um, it's that house of wealth and how you seek security through that wealth from a feminine aspect. Yeah. Um, you can also look at the flip side of that. And I think that's where you talk about the reversals. So yeah. greed, financial hardship, low self-worth, not wanting or feeling deserving enough to have that abundance. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So um, some people don't value wealth as much. Some people really value what does wealth look like to you. It's a very personal and psychological thing how you view wealth. Um, wealth and abundance. Right. Because I find abundance is also one of those ones that are yes. like, I am abundance in money. I am abundant in money. And it's like, yeah, but there's other things, right? Like, Absolutely. So. And because the second house is really attached to those materialistic things. Yeah. Um, it's where is it? Is it just money or is it a lot of food? food? Yeah. Is it a lot of drink? Is it yeah. a lot of... And we'll talk about what the other... The side of, of this house and these these planets and signs are as well. Um, there is something I want to mention. So when you look at the seventh house... Uh, sorry, the second house, and you're looking at it from a health-related perspective, you want to look at issues of the face, the teeth, the speech, tongue, the nose, or specifically the right eye. Um, because those are from an astrological standpoint. Stop looking at my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at her right eye right like, now. <laughs> I feel like I'm being uh, watched. So <laughs> judged. So you know, <laughs> I'm just looking at I'm just looking at her face, trying to see if there's any seven second house influences. Um, and so that's really what this this card is speaking to, and it ties nicely in with what. Um, you talked about especially from an upright standpoint and I want to get a little bit into the two signs of the zodiac that are governed mm. by Venus in okay. particular um, and let's talk to all my Taurians and Librans out there so if anyone knows a Taurus I live with one my father he's a fantastic man but one of his favorite things to do is indulge yeah. He loves lying on the couch in his favorite blanket, eating his favorite food, cheese. surround cheese, cheese, wine, surrounded by wine. great Every music. Every time I come over, it's like, here's some cheese and wine. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's always very abundant in my house because I have a Taurus living in here. Um, so let's talk about that sign of the Taurus, um, which interestingly enough, uh, even though we have this empress card that's here it's that taurians almost have that very duration of the masculine within the feminine because mm. they're so stubborn and they're represented by the bull they're very hard-headed um but then they have this beautiful sensuality mm -hmm. um about them and so they're very practical very reliable they're very physically strong and you know, that's not always something you associate uh, immediately based on societal norms mm -hmm. of being associated with the female the and the female, traditional yeah. aspect of being weak. No, but but here's here's a sign of the bull that's ruled by such a feminine planet yeah. that you almost see that that dichotomy between the two right. represented um, within a sign like Taurus. And, you know, you talked about being tied to the earth. Yeah earthly pleasures yeah, just, grounding yeah. um mother earth being yeah. being sometimes it's just about like, you talked about wine and cheese they both come you know these things are yes. foods yeah, that come, come they from. have to be cultivated they come from the earth you got to grow the grapes but then you want to lie down and enjoy it yeah so um you know and and, and tour Taurian people are very hardworking when they put their mind to something yes uh you know they have that persistence being an earth sign to have the drive to continue 
And then you have this very uh, different element coming in with the Libra, which is our air sign. Yeah. Okay. And the air sign with Libra, and Libra is very much um, the relationship sign. So Libra, Libra rules the seventh house by nature. They're associated there. But this, but Venus is the planet associated with Libra because it's relationships. Mm. It's love. Mm-hmm. So while Taurus is connected to the second house in terms of it rules the earthly pleasures and sensuality and all of those things. Mm-hmm. It's ruled by the planet Venus. Venus also rules Libra, mm. which which where is that happening in the house? It's, it's the house of relationships. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Libra because here's where that Venus energy manifests directly into relationships as opposed to, you know, um, earthly pleasures okay um so here they are these beautiful water uh, sorry air signs that need they represent the scales so there's always that balance you want a fair-minded person you go to a libra because they're gonna look at both sides of the story and they will try to the best of their ability if they're not being indecisive (laughs) sorry guys i love my libras uh but yeah um you know they will look at that aspect and of whatever you're asking them and they'll try to do it fairly they also like to be surrounded by beautiful things Mm. so on the other side of having these really beautiful balanced um um sensual aspects that libras bring to relationships there's the other side to both so my taurus people can easily overindulge Mm. And Libras can easily get flighty because they're air signs and then they just get distracted by their romantic relationships all the time because they're like, oh, pretty thing. Pretty thing. Pretty thing. Look, it's so pretty. It's shiny. It's new. Shiny. It's new and it's nice. And I like to be around things and I don't like to be in grunge and darkness and dig deep somewhere. I just want to lie in a pavilion filled with velvet pillows and enjoy life. Like the Empress on her throne. Absolutely. (laughs) And so there's that depiction and that whole tying together of the second house of our Taurus earthy grounding, but then also this this beautiful airy Libra energy that you know find just find that aesthetic, that sexuality, that beautiful, mm-hmm. um, you know, pleasing things, very tangible that you can hold them and see them and touch them and taste them. Aggressive. <laughs> so i mean the question really here is as a as i tie this aspect of of the empress up and i mean feel free to chime in is how do we take a better approach to balancing these aspects of abundance that can Mm. very easily become overindulgent um and then also making sure that we stay disciplined because uh the one thing that even though a Taurus can stay true and get something done, mm-hmm. sometimes they just want to sleep. So, you know, we have to stay disciplined and on our path. And Libras sometimes just can't make up their mind. Um, so even though they have these choices in front of them and they have they might have two beautiful choices in front of them, it's like, oh, which one do which I one do pick? I uh, so which what, one's newer? <laughs> right. <laughs> which one's prettier? Um, so what is that practice that maybe you can do to kind of integrate both that air element, that earth element, so that we're not overindulging, but we're not denying ourselves of the abundance that that feminine empress brings. Brings. Yeah. Those are the burning questions. 
Those are burning questions. Right. Feel free to write in and answer them. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we go on. So on, then we go on. Next, we go on to uh, the Emperor. He is our fourth card uh, in the Major Arcana. Uh, and what does he look like? Uh, he, like the Empress, sits on a throne, but he doesn't have any lavish pillows around him. He looks like he's sitting on a throne made of stone. In some of my cards, it's also depicted as gold. Uh, so I always associate that with like very cold, very hard. Um, with ram heads carved into the top corners of it. He wears, I again describe cold hard armor. I'm sure you can understand where this is going. Uh, with a red cloak draped around his shoulders. Uh, the armor symbolizing a warrior king. On the one hand, he holds a scepter. And I don't know if you can help me with what... It's an Egyptian symbol. Ankit, Ankit. The Ankh? Ankh, there you go. So it has an Ankh on top of it. Um, in one hand, and in his other hand, he has a golden orb. Uh, so like the Empress, the scepter is symbolizing sovereignty. Uh, and the orb symbolizes his dominion. Uh, so how he conducts himself, he's very regal in his manner. He's very, almost by the book. Um, behind him is what looks like a canyon. Uh, dry, rocky, and rough. Uh, but there is the smallest stream that runs at the front, uh, down the front of the canyon. What does this card mean when we get it? So upright, authority, government, you know, like, like I said, abiding by the rules, uh, strength and power. Uh, like I said, he seems very cold to me and very stern. Uh, everything is under his control and he knows it. Uh, there is a sense of government and authority when you look at him. You, he's not a person you, you're messing around with. Um, I'd, I'd like to say police officers in this. You know what I mean? Like, they're not usually people that you like. But, you know, that's a... Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, while the Empress deals with love, family, and fertility, he is dealing with your aspects of work, career, business, how you are a leader, how you are doing things, where you're going, how um, disciplined you are being in your work and uh, career and your business and all that kind of stuff. Um, this could also symbolize a yes card, which I haven't really talked about hmm. yes and no cards, but I found this one is oh. interesting that it could symbolize a yes card if you are doing a reading regarding a conflict, regarding an argument, um, and he comes up upright, he can symbolize that, like, you're in the right here. You know, like. It's confirmation. It's confirmation. Um, but at the same time, I feel like this card really feeds your ego when you get it. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, you got this card. It's, you, you got, you, you got it all under control. Mm-hmm. Uh, reversed, I forgot to put in keywords. Mm. Uh, so, harsh, ah. um, aggressive, uh, and not in a good way. You know, like you're, you're being mean to people. You're lacking empathy. Mm -hmm. um, those are the keywords we're going to use. Uh, this card is calling to the person to be more proactive. Um, 
stop acting with your heart and instead act with your mind you know like think things out be methodical government authority all those kind of things uh in a career reading it could indicate that as a leader you are acting too harshly or being biased yeah it's calling the person to learn to lead with more compassion and kindness um to those subordinate to you under you below you or those you may perceive as being yes, below you. Below you, yeah. Uh, and again, we're going to link this back to Deandra and the elements. Uh, he is the fire element. So when reversed, really truly asking you to like reignite that fire within you. Reignite that passion. Reignite that drive. That creativity. All that kind of stuff. is When it's reversed, he's asking you, hey, can you step up? Because, like, I'm sitting here, and I know you can be this king, and I know you can have this power, and I know you can hold you can hold a room's attention. Oh, I know you can do this. Why are you not doing it? Why are you not doing it? <laughs> That's what it comes it's up with. why. <laughs> not that I'm reading all y'all right now. <laughs> why? <laughs> why aren't you doing this? But, yeah, that is the reverse. So I think there's one thing I want to touch on as we move into the astrological component of the emperor. Um, you mentioned in your description about the horns. Oh, the rams. The rams. The rams. Yeah. Do you they know why? Horns. Because the emperor is ruled by Aries. That makes sense. The ram. So we just talked about the bull, guys. And now here's the ram. So if you look at the emperor and the empress, two sides to the same coin. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um neither stronger better than the other no you need both sides yes whether you're you identify as male or female Mm -hmm. it's about balancing that masculine femininity within you on both sides yes so let's talk a bit about aries let's talk a little bit about um what aries is like let's talk about the first house a little bit uh, so Aries is a fire sign. Uh, they are active, demanding, determined, effective, ambitious. They're ruled by Mars. Mars is the god and planet of war. Okay, so that is a planet of war. Um, also Tuesdays. It is Tuesdays. Yeah. Absolutely, it's Tuesdays. So if you're having any type of defect in your chart that's related to your Mars, so let me explain, guys. Here's the thing about houses again. Lots of examples here. If your Mars, being the god of war, is placed in the seventh house in your chart, you will be fighting in your relationships unless you learn to temper that aspect. I don't know why you're smiling at me. I may have looked at you and your boyfriend's charts and I'm not trying to point fingers. Yeah, I will leave that as a mystery. So, uh, if there's... the answer for that. <laughs> I'm just cheesy, but I, it's the, that Mars in your chart really represents your energy, your younger siblings, your landed property. Um, let's, you talked about courage, valor, anger, desire, weapons. There is something interesting. Uh, burns. You guys are ready for this? Injuries by burns. When I was one years old, one year old, my mother told my father not to put uh, the cup, hot steaming cups of tea at the corner of the counter because I would pull it down. Mm-hmm. I pulled it down and burnt myself third degree burns as a one-year-old child across my arm and on my face. Can anyone guess my rising sign? Anyone? It was, it's Aries. 
Cats, crickets. Rash impulsiveness. Don't think before one acts. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone injured, scratch, cut, bumped, head injuries because of that Aries rising. And, you know, again, if you go back to the Zodiac 101, your rising sign is that sign that is on the horizon at the time of birth. And that is the first way you present to the world. So, of Mm. course... I pulled the cup of water down. Mm-hmm. That was the Aries in me relating to what again? Burns. Burn. Injuries by burns. So I do have one and that is a accurate and very tangible representation of how this can influence <laughs> your life. Um, so one thing, let's talk a, a bit about Aries. You know, ruling the first house and I want everyone to think about houses again is the where. Aries is the start of the zodiac. Okay. So those are your end of March people into your beginning of April. And usually signs change around the 21st to the 22nd when you're looking at tropical astrology. Vedic is calculated a little bit more detailed. So you might find that in tropical you are in one uh, sign and in Vedic you're in something slightly different. But you will still have an influence. I Again, I, say, I refer to the two as drop down menus of the same mm, thing. Yes. Um, so you want to look at that Aries sign and say, you know, temper the impulsiveness of that emperor with impatience and more discipline. Um, sometimes people look at the emperor and they actually see the sign of Capricorn as well. And I say this because it's almost like looking at the upright version versus the reversed. Mm. So sometimes Capricorn has its own, uh, tarot card association. Uh, however, I want to bring up Capricorn here because they have the discipline and, and also the stubbornness there in our sign to get something done. And Aries tends to be very impulsive and not finish what they start. That happens to me. <laughs> um, and they don't mean, don't take it personally when an Aries looks like they're being selfish. They don't know they're being selfish. Um, I can come across that way sometimes, but it's just because I'm really thinking about, oh my God, I want to do this and I want to be quick to action. And the Mars in me is just on fire. Again, I'm going to excuse myself because Scorpio is also ruled by Mars and Pluto. And so all of that energy is just like, let's go get it done. Um, and so we talk again about that ambition, that power, that confidence. So all of those really positive aspects of the mm-hmm. emperor that you can see through Aries and the planet Mars. Mm-hmm. So as everyone knows, planet Mars is that red hot planet. And that's energy cannot be contained. It's that red hot planet. That one. It is explosive. <laughs> it's that courage. It's the competitive spirit. It represents physical energy, including sexual as well and that's where you saw the the taurus the libra okay uh, yep. the second house with sexuality so yeah. here you have that as well but in its physical form okay okay um so not just surrounding yourself with sensual things but here's where the sensuality takes that physical first house form so how do you relate to that from yeah. a, from a self perspective the i am perspective um so and and that mars is really your aggressive Pardon my French, get shit done planet. Mm. So depending on what what sign is in your Mars, uh, when you look at a chart, it can be sometimes be very detrimental if you have a sign that's kind of opposite to it. But it can also help you learn. I just also want to mention that the planet, uh, sorry, the planet Mars is exalted in the sign Capricorn and sits well when it has a placement of Aries or Scorpio because it's naturally ruling. Yeah. But then when you have something that's too good, Mm -hmm. sometimes you can, again, get stuck in that. So it's all about coming back to that balance 
um, at the end of the day. And so let's talk a little bit about that first house that in Vedic astrology is called the Tanu Bhava, uh, meaning the house of the body. So, so this is where someone's individuality, their looks, their sex appeal, their attraction, their bodily features, their strength. Um, it gives a, it's actually your vitality. Okay. It's your vigor. It's your self health. So when you have a weak placement in this house, um, the first house, sometimes you can be maybe a little bit more frail in body. You have to pay attention to your diet. You have to pay attention more to your physical exercise. If you have something that's well placed in your first health, you're just naturally going to be one of those people that it doesn't matter. Your, your vitality is going to be strong unless you do something mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically to really drag it down to that other reversal side. Um, so that's what uh, it also like your strength, your complexion, all of those things are, are very that Aries first house self. So that's representative of the emperor. Cool. Yeah. And you can see how that's the exact opposite of the empress. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the duality, right? Like, yes, you can't have the masculine without the feminine. Exactly. They're the same, not same, same, but like you definitely need both of them. Right. In yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's about really looking at how, you know, when you find yourself, am I, am I being too overbearing? Am I being a little harsh? Am I chasing after something that I want just because I'm being selfish about it? Probably. Um, <laughs> and that's the, em- and that's also the emperor reverse, but that's also the downfall of the sign of Aries yes. and the first house yeah. is when that impulsiveness and that selfishness and that drive for the self takes over and it's not equally balanced yeah. by the looking at the greater good, looking at other people, looking at how we can work as a team. Yeah. And if you look at Libra, because it's based on partnership and it's the exact opposite, you have the exact opposite between the first house and the seventh house ruled Mm -hmm. by Libra. Um, And then you have the opposition of a planet like Mars and then a planet like Venus. You have to find that, that way that you can weave the two together so how where do I not lose my my courage my valor my confidence mm-hmm. but then how do I not be overbearing in a relationship yeah and I don't mean relationship just romantic it can no, be a like, work like work family, family friends, friends. yeah dog yeah and then on the <laughs> other side if there's too much of that Libra and Empress influence yeah then you may be suffocating yourself yeah that makes sense and you're not standing up for yourself in you're the not pillows. In the pillows. Everything happens in the pillows, but you're not standing up for yourself. <laughs> Everything. And you're not, Everything. you're not honoring what's true for you. Yeah. And so that's what you said earlier about having duality yeah. on both sides of that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think that's it for today. Yeah. And if you have any questions. Yes. Reach out to us. Either uh, our email, connections to the cosmic gateway at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram uh c c gateway c as in cat um gateway uh on instagram and uh we hope you enjoyed your travels with us today remember to always hit that subscribe button and add us to your favorite podcasts um and as always don't leave us without us bye